This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios. In beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes. <laughs> and um, in spite of the weather here in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, and intermittent Wi-Fi disconnectings and reappearings, we were actually... Somehow miraculously connected so we can have our guest join us all the way from West Virginia today, which you're going to meet in just a few moments. But Yes, today's show is called Release the Pressure with Janet Prince. Yes. Whenever we begin to worry, we turn up the pressure. Since our circumstances always reflect our mental state, the sooner we release the pressure by remembering our higher power, the better. The great fact is trusting in God centers us in peace and our circumstances improve as a direct result. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind each other and our listeners that God never panics and life is not an emergency. And during the second segment, jovial Janet Prince joins us in releasing the pressure with today's reading, which is Let Go and Let God, which is a daily ah. word reading. Ah... Yes, whenever we worry, we turn up the pressure. And because uh, each week we look forward to doing the show and we know we, we get an inspired idea of what the topic is going to be during yes. the preceding week. Yes. Um, it makes me mindful of what I'm doing according, oh my you know, gosh. based on yes. the topic. Mm -hmm. And this week, if you're in Los Angeles, has been a very wet week. Yeah. With downpours during the day. Yep. Throughout the day. Right. And I have a dog to walk. But uh, rather <laughs> than getting, um, and I had to go do things, you know, during my day. Sure. So I started to feel myself start to worry, like, oh, I got a walker in the pouring rain. Right. You know, because it's like living back east. You know, you rarely experience this stuff in Los Angeles. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so it's like, okay, she's going to get wet. That means I got to have something down for when she comes in the house, a towel down for her muddy paws. Right, and right. Dry her off. So it's it's somewhat of an idea uh, of a, a, big, a, a, big, a big yeah, deal. A big deal compared yes. to what I've been for, so fortunate to experience. Yeah. So you know what? I just kept releasing the pressure. And my mind said, yeah. There'll probably be a break in the rain. Right. Do you know every time I went home in between my um, scheduled appointments, yeah. there'd be a break in the rain right when I, right when it was time yeah. to walk in. Then this morning, folks, it was pouring all night. It was pouring all morning. I mean, torrential, right? Right. right. And I'm like... <sighs> She wouldn't go, like, normally I feed her and she'll go run in the back, yeah. relieve herself and come back in, and that'll get me up so we could leave for the show today. Right. She went out, looked, came back in, and I said, okay, I guess I'm going to walk her right before I leave for the show. I don't know how that's going to work out. Right. But I did my morning routine, got showered, got ready, and right at the time... I would normally have to walk her before getting in the car to come here. Yeah. There was a break in the rain. Amazing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, this stuff really works. And yeah. some of you might be thinking like I used to think. I'd be a little, you know, sarcastic about, like, oh, what, you're like Jesus? Like now you change the whole world climate just so you could walk your dog? You got to throw that out the window, yes. folks. Because what I realized on the drive here, I go, well, you know, my life reflects my reality. My yeah. my 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 
It's reflecting my consciousness, and your life is going to reflect your consciousness. So for me, no one else was walking their dog at the time, but for me, within my life and my circumstances, it reflected back with a break in the rain. And and we all have our own life experience. So this isn't like as small as I used to view this idea of living by spiritual principles, meaning in a way where I could dismiss them. Right. As like, who do you think you are? Jesus? Right. (laughs) My New Jersey Tourette's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do you think you are? Totally. But it really is a perfect example of how life reflects our thinking. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. And, And, um, And being aware of this for this week... I had to just keep releasing the pressure. Right on. Well, um, the 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 whole emphasis of the show. I mean, the the idea of the show got rolling for me because I listened to Brian Scott's Reality Revolution podcast, and um, he in one of the episodes, I forget the name of it, but it was Mac, it was Maltz. What's his name? Maxwell Maltz. Yes. And it, he was talking about how pressure. Same thing. Emmett Fox. We have some readings about talking about how people. People think that people will learn more when there's like a pressure on them to learn that situ- learn that thing. But he, two things they said they showed like when a, when rats are hungry and they have to learn a maze, it actually takes them longer than if they're not hungry to find to food. Find if there's food hidden in the maze, yes. they learn the maze like uh, after two tries if they're not hungry. But if they are hungry, they're kind of frantic and they're under this pressure, so it's harder for them. It takes more six reps or whatever for them to find the the food and then he also is talking about how in school they found kids actually learn and retain more information when they don't even know they're learning and then they don't have any reason why they're learning it they're just doing it for fun they'll actually retain more of what they're learning without the pressure which is kind of um a lot of us think and i think this for myself that if I'm not performing, I should put more pressure on myself. But really, that is that just gets in the way of our natural capacity yes. for learning, which happens, like I said, naturally. I used it on a group this week that I was having trouble with in the morning um, because they're very rambunctious. It's a mix of like very mellow and very rambunctious kids. And it's like, so I said to I had to take the pressure off myself because I started feeling like I'm failing the kids. So I took the pressure off myself, but then everything I said to the kids, I told them what I had listened to and what I had learned, and everything they, I, anytime I told them an, a suggestion or a direction, I would say, no pressure, but can you, I want you to learn this because it's good practice, no pressure. And I kept saying that, and the kids, um, within a very short amount of time, were working together quietly, collaborating naturally. Things started happening as a, as a result of le- me just trusting, taking the pressure off myself, but just trusting the natural flow of life and not having to put pressure on myself or them, which was not working at all. I got to add something to that. Yeah. Because I don't even want to call the pressure, relieving the pressure makes it easier for us to learn. I'm starting to come to the sincere belief for myself that when the pressure is off, I'm connecting and they're connecting yes, 100%. to a higher mind. A hundred percent. To the mind that knows all things and a wisdom starts yes. to prevail. I agree. Agreed. And it's such a delightful yes. feeling yes. That, that that it opens up even more. Yes. And they seem to know more than they would have known 100%. had they been whipped into learning. And I just experienced it this week Yeah, um, at a life drawing class. Yes. I'm not a member of the class, but the teacher invited me to an art exhibit. And he said, oh, funniest thing, at the same time at this universe, at this right, college, right. Um, I'm teaching a life drawing class. I haven't done life drawing since 1993. Since yes. 1993, yes. that's 30 years ago. So at first I felt, well, I'll bring my pad. Maybe I'll go. You know, we'll see. Well, um, I ended up going with my pad. I brought the pencil. I prepared to show up. But once you get in there, I mean, life drawing is, uh, it can be very intimidating, primarily because there's other students. (laughs) Yeah, right. I hear that. And you feel like people are watching, you know, oh, I better perform. You know, I'm the old, I'm the old 
guy in the room. Sure. I better know what I'm doing. Right. But I had to really be conscious because of this show, folks, because of yeah. this episode, I was so conscious. No, I am just going to let that go. I don't care. I'm yeah. going to let it go. And what happened was I was, I know for myself because I have gone out during these 30 years to draw from life you know, landscapes and stuff. Right. But this approach I took was totally different based on what I had learned years ago. But I said, I'm going to go full on dumb-dumb. And when I mean dumb-dumb, I mean letting go of the reasoning brain, letting go of the judgment brain, but most of all, letting go of how I think I should draw. Yes. Now, that's the hard part. But what happened was, I was, it was almost like my hand... I wasn't thinking with yes. all the rules in mind. Yes. And I was like, holy cow, I can, like, I'm drawing this be- way better yep. than I imagined. Yes. And then I had fun with it. There was like someone left paints at the class, you know, dumpy little paints. I had no brush, so I, there was some plastic utensils. Right. So I just went full, like, letting go mode because the hunch came i'll use the plastic knife and smear the paint on right and man it was incredible but it but it reinforced this idea that we don't learn i used to believe and this is what stressed me out in school and this is what made me leave art school when i was in art school and joined the military because showing up to that blank canvas was so intimidating with other kids in the room. I heard that. that yes. I was like, oh, I'll run yeah. away. I'll do something that I know I, you know, I'll just go get beat on in the military because that I could withstand. Right. But it's this idea that we learn stressfully, meaning we learn by we got to memorize and we got to pack the information into ourselves. Yeah. But that's not learning. And that's why I love the the story. I don't know if it was Socrates or Plato. I think it was Socrates. Was it? Oh uh, yeah. Who was who preceded who? The slave. Uh, I can't remember. But well, there's scholars out there that know what I'm talking about. But it's the whole his whole theory that when you relieve the pressure, yep. and you treat the subject with praise yes. and encouragement, yes. they'll have a knowledge that supersedes an ability 100%. that supersedes what reason would say they should be capable of. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So this idea of releasing the pressure and trusting in God is really the solution to everything. I agree. I agree. I, I can 100% relate to you with music and there's been, so I, I, I just this morning I was thinking about this. I'm, because of things that happened with me, because I had another situation where I'm getting into this time of year where there's a ton of meetings and just the stuff that's like head stuff, paperwork, it's like blah, 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 you know, like meetings involving a lot of people. And there's a whole other part of my brain that has to be active. I really have to learn to just keep letting God take care of that instead of trying to get it done. I need to start, I'm yeah. practicing letting it get done because yes. it does get done miraculously, but it can be very stressful. And, and the pressure was building. And then, as a result of that, I have one of these meetings and I email someone whose job it is to give me some information and she just says, no, I don't have time to do it. And uh, <laughs> and it was really stressful. And I reached out and I brought all these other people. Uh, I talked to other people to let go of the stress I was feeling. And I kept making progress with this person, holding them in the light. Like, And each time I was met with like rejection, like, it's this is on you. And I was like, this is, I'm like, it was like a competition with this teacher, right? Like she was making it like it was a competition. Who's to blame? And oh it took me goodness. a while to see that like she's afraid and she's projecting yes. it out because it was like, but, but I had already let my consciousness get into this pressure and fear and she was really reflecting it back to me. And then, so what I learned, what I learned from that was I actually, one thing I was talking to Indy about is I've, I've, I hold this energy down like in my second chakra, they would call it. I rem- you know, like pressure, stress. I was feeling pains in that area. Oh, my God. And so I was driving because I'm using all my tools because I don't want to tangle with this lady. I don't. Right, no. I'm doing everything I can. We have to yeah. dance because yes. we have a shared student, but I don't want to. I'm trying to like re- keep reframing it, you know, that it's not a struggle, that it's not a contest. And so I, at first I, I, I Googled 
affirmations for the second chakra. I was like, ah, what the heck? Well, we'll see what come up. We'll see what will come up. And the first thing that came up was, I attract people who respect me. That's associated. I got. Oh my god! So let me just. I can't wrap believe this you're up. saying this. So, I started affirming that, and realized that this lady was reflecting back these old beliefs yes. I've been holding down there that people don't respect me, that I have to put up with it, that I have. I I've, I've become like the master of bending over backward mental yoga of the worst kind, bending over <laughs> backwards and backwards again until I'm in a pretzel block. And none of that is necessary. That is not the way this life is meant to be lived, right? So this morning. In my meditation, because I was still holding this weight, it feels terrible. I'm letting it go, letting it go. And I realized my new affirmation is that I attract people who, who lovingly collaborate with me everywhere I go, who successfully co collaborate. Because I'm letting go of competition entirely. Competition is born to pressure. And just, it's such a, uh, uh, maybe an obvious thing, but for me, it's just, Felt so good to just affirm collaboration. I am interested in collaboration. I want to support the people I'm collaborating with and have them just naturally, you can't force it, have them be in relationships where they naturally reinforce and collaborate with me. Is well, well, I got to get this book I brought. I'm going, why did I bring my Louise Hay book? I got to tell you, first of all, our guest inspired me to yeah. reread that book. Oh, and that's this right. book is kicking me upstairs in such a wonderful loving, compassionate way. On oh, a huge and ripple effect. You are not going to believe what I read last night that uh -huh. goes along with what you just said, and I'm going to get it for the second half. But what I want to tell you yeah. now is you said something this week, because what also puts the pressure on is what you mentioned, and you heard it from our friend. Which one? His father, his daddy had a feed store. Oh, Joel Osteen. Yeah, Joel Osteen said, a lot of us, Getting the bad habit, yes. and this puts pressure on. You know, we don't. The great thing about Daryl and Ed is we don't limit our resources when it comes to spiritual help. Right. And we want you to have an open mind. And the more open your mind is, the more help you're going to receive. So whatever works, we tune in. Yeah, because you're really opening to the God within. Yes. Opening to the God within when your mind is open in the way we're talking about it. Yes, because yes, a lot of new thoughters would say, you listen to Joel Osteen? I go, hey, man, I, I'm such a new thought, open-minded, and need this so badly. I'll take it from wherever I can get it. Yeah. And there's a good thing I learned from a unity minister, David McClure. Take what you can use. And leave the rest. That's right. That's right. And he said a lot, Joel Steen said oh, this, yes. a lot of us get in the bad or mistaken idea that we need to pray to be a better slave. Yes. And that's when we put on the pressure, like, okay, I'm going to pray because it's virtuous. To, right. To, you know, and then we tell our friends how great we're doing at our job because we're overcoming that's all this right. stress. Oh, dude, yes. And that just that magnifies, what does it magnify? More pressure. More stress because my subconscious and the universe always says yes. Is going oh, you, he loves bragging about yeah, this stuff. Yeah, you're not kidding. But I, the thing I read from Wait, but Louise you say the other thing Joel Osteen said, or you want no, to get to no, that, that later? No, that is the Joel. Osteen. No, the other thing he said. Oh, is yes, you need say, to be praying to be free. Yes, that's, not praying yes, to be a better slave. That's the key. That's the thing that hit me on the melon because I realized. Yes, even though I wouldn't say this in front of Daryl or in front of Indy or you all, there's been a part of me that that yeah that gets this adrenalized high out of bragging about I did it again. You know, like I was a perfect slave. I did way more than my part and I made it. Look at me. Ha ha ha. And everyone loves me. Oh, but yeah. I, that is not the prayer of freedom that my soul desires. You know, you know how bad that is? I'm going to admit something here, hopefully falling on my sword. It's it, it's almost been embarrassing for me to share oh, this. I love this stuff. Lay it on us. Well, it's not so much me. It's embarrassing because um, my father was such a um, mean physically and verbally abusive right. i mean oh. i don't carry this with me i mean i mean i'm just saying this so you get the yeah, facts yeah, yeah. because this is how it twisted my brain right well when i was 14 i don't know if i grew to i'm the same size and weight i am now since i was 14 wow. and i don't know if i grew to this size because it made me a little bigger than my father right. because my subconscious mind said, I got to give this guy every, I got to give him any advantage. I can yeah. Give him. Yeah. Right. You got to get, yeah. but I remember how proud I was when my dad was telling his friends that 
it's embarrassing because he was talking about how you know because my father was like living with muhammad ali sure so he would literally i mean like kabam you were the rope-a-dope yeah but not like spankings and belts i no, mean by I the know. time i was 11 it was like fists and boxing and right. getting kicked um so he was telling his friends yeah and he goes wow i really clocked him with a forearm and it didn't even phase him like he was proud i'm proud of so, you yeah proud of me wow. so um yeah i mean there's way more there's other things but let's leave those out of the picture yeah, but yeah. anyway it's just bringing up but but that twisted my brain in thinking there's something heroic virtuous. about uh, virtuous about being survive just by yeah going through crap so what that does it sets me up to think i have to go through crap yeah I hear you know that. i'm not heroic unless i'm being criticized yeah i'm not heroic unless i'm overcoming people disrespecting me right i'm not heroic and i'm not virtuous unless yeah you know i could withstand a lot of punishment yeah and you know I don't care how tough you are. If you're a man listening to this show, I'm telling you, I've never endorsed something like this before, but if you can identify with any of this, yeah. get the book, You Can Heal Your Life. Yeah. In conjunction with all the other stuff we're, we share on the show, that book is a key to really having compassion towards yourself, yeah. as well as, you know, I don't hold any resentment towards my upbringing. Um, you know, I obviously had to learn all this stuff or I wouldn't have chose those parents, Right. you know, which I believe. Yeah. But the key is now I understand, aha, you know, this is what I was here to learn. Yeah. To let right. go of that with love. But now... To let go of the eye, to release the need to be criticized, yeah. to release the need to be disrespected. Yeah. Because I mean, we inadvertently learn to put so much pressure on ourselves, and then it gets reflected back to us. And Well, yeah. Yeah. So, and, well, that because, re yeah. and then that relieves these, these other symptoms. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's amazing how, like, because of that adrenalized high that I've gotten in the past from like being a better slave, and, and, and I forget what it actually feels like to feel good and oh, want to do things. So good. But those things we want to do are the things that we're meant to be yes. doing while we're here. And so much of this oh. is untangling ourselves from this, like a, myself, from that addictive pattern of yes. getting this reward for enduring pain and such and we don't need to do that no and i'm unlearning it in big ways right now so i totally understand that everyone else who's going through it as well and real sure to add to that that's why a lot of us dismiss yes. the things that we do easily yes i mean the talents we have that seem to come easy right. and people go oh you're so good it's going yeah it was nothing yeah we're dismissing that because of what we what i used well i yeah. dismiss it because what i used to think that's was right. virtuous that's right which was suffering that's right but no no this easy that meaning the talent that you delight in yeah is and just because it's easy for you doesn't mean it's not no the virtuous thing for you it is yeah and it until, is until we embrace the stuff that's easy for us and recognize it as a gift from god we don't yes. know god Yes. We think that because we're throwing away the very things that God gave us to do that are easy to us. And then when we don't allow those things in, we, come pe we become people who say, oh, yeah, you think God would do that for you? Or who are you, Jesus? And in <laughs> fact, I am, which is what Jesus means. I am, and I am will deliver. So yes, in fact, I am Jesus. I am that. Otherwise, these teachings would, would be irrelevant to us. So... Yes is the answer to that. Let's let's tell people how to be a member. The funniest thing we'll wrap we'll yeah. go through a few things to wrap up the segment and bring Janet in. So you want to tell I, I everyone? I can't wait. Yeah, and you might already be a member of the Funniest Thing Club. We have members yes. joining all the time. A lot of them don't even know they're members, but yep. they're out there. Even they're if they're all over the planet. Even the ones that don't listen to our show. Yes. And uh, what is a member? Well, we're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. And as we consciously, consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. 
If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing, like Daryl and Ed do with each other, how miracles occur naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. That's right. We know you're out there. We appreciate you. And we want to create, we are creating a space where people, like-minded people can realize there's a lot more people like you, like us. We can come together and share our experiences and reinforce these truths. And we bring in the greatest teachers we know that life gives to us, like Janet Prince coming up shortly, to reinforce this truth. Because when you're out there and you're trying to do it alone, it's very easy to think it's not real, right? Because yeah. our doubts and our fears well up. But we, we bring our truth and we bring the truth of people like Janet Prince and all these guests and Indy so that we can all reflect this goodness to each other and, and encourage each other to keep on the path. So thank you to the Patreon folks who are helping uh, pay for this studio every month and keep the show... Uh, Financially keep the show going. Yes. Jump on the Patreon if you're not on there. Patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. You can contribute on a monthly basis. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. And it's a very worthwhile endeavor because everyone who listens gets so much from it and including us. So thank you so much for doing that. We want to thank our listeners also. If you want to send us something, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We got an amazing card and contribution from Mary Weir. She said, Dear Daryl and Ed, I really enjoy your show. Listening to you and your guests inspires me from a member of the Funniest Thing Club. Speaking of members. There you go. Kirky sent us. I'll just choose one of these cards. If you're, oh, go to YouTube. Subscribe. Like the videos. You can see all the stuff we're up to in the, in the studio. <laughs> what did he put on that one? Fun, he likes to put something funny on one side and something inspiring on the other. Oh. Although funny things can be inspiring also. It says, don't let anyone bury your dreams. It's Daryl digging a hole, and it says, do it yourself. Oh, I'm guilty of that. All right. <laughs> it says, what comes to you is what your consciousness has drawn to you. You may not like what you see in your world, but it's your attitude and reactions that have been the attracting force. You can change the pattern of attraction and change your world. That's 100% true, yeah. man. That's exactly what I'm up to this week and letting go of all that. This is such a great show, man. This is such a great show for me. He also sent a card that says, God's will is the ceaseless longing of the creator to fulfill himself in and through and as that which he has created. God's will for you is perfect life, perfect wisdom, and perfect love. This will or divine desire is so great that it even seeps through our willfully closed minds. Thank That's from Eric Butterworth. Uh, Leibs Goya said when she was responding on Instagram at Daryl and Ed, she was saying, um, Daryl was saying that we're always stating what, what's coming in our lives. We're, what we're talking about is really talking about what's coming, even more so. We think we're talking about the past, but we're projecting what yeah. we're saying into the future. She said, that's my fault line. She's an amazing artist. That's my fault line. I'm not good enough or that I'm bad. That's what she tells herself. Took a lot of therapy and knowing myself in God to heal. It's ongoing. Thank you for posting and sharing. Daryl and Ed. Teresa D'Agostaro. Yeah, that's Italian. I said, I think it's time for me to read that Louise Hay book that I found on my walk while listening to your podcast last week. What a coincidence. That's the funniest thing. She was listening to our podcast where I was mentioning the book because of our guest today. Yeah. While she was hearing that, she came across one of those little- Lending libraries? And there was the book. Oh my God, that's amazing. So she said, there's no coincidences. There's only the hand of God if we look for it. Thank you for the work you do. Let me know when you guys are in Burbank again and we can meet for lunch. Teresa D'Agostaro, that might be today for crying out loud. We got an amazing text from artist Krista McAvina. She's been a guest on the show. And um, she introduced us to Nancy Norman, Kathy Norman. Yes, Nancy Norman knew Louise Hay for crying out loud. She was friends with Louise Hay. um, by the way, Krista McAvina said, I look forward to every Saturday because it's Funniest Thing Day. Starting to feel like a kid from the 40s, excitedly looking forward to their favorite radio show like Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Have a great day, guys. Thank you both for putting out so much good into the world. Elizabeth Washington on YouTube said, Great show. I love when you guys have Rod on. This is inspiring me to continue listening to my heart, a.k.a. Divine Guidance. Love you guys. 
You can go to DarylNed.com, find yeah. everything we do there. Thank you, Chief Engineer out in Kansas City, Kansas, who handles the audio uploads and some of the sound effects you hear on the podcast. So his name's Jeff Comfort. He's each been with week, us from the beginning, and each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right, Indy. Thank you so much for uh, having us here at Chobo Studios. Want to say hello? Yeah, thank you. Love your hat. Great hey, hat. baby. Great I love my Chobo hat as well. Chobostudios.com if you want to use the studio. Um, and then you can go to podshuttle.io if you want Indy to uh, edit up anything you want to put online on social media or YouTube. Thank so you. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Shout out to the prayer line. We use it. I used it yesterday with this uh, colleague. And before I eventually said, you know what, I just got to get off campus. And I left a little bit early and went to <sighs> one Culver and did some work on my computer in a different environment, uplifting environment. And I felt so much better. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do. Yes. Because if you don't feel the love, it's very, you, it's like impossible really to you, hold space for someone you else. You got to use, this is Nancy Norman shared this on just this week's prosperity workshop. Yeah. You got to use, or we should use or could use, and she recommends using any physical tool to help you raise your consciousness. Yes, yes, yes. Meaning like driving to a different environment just to help your consciousness get back in alignment. Right, because if you're feeling bad, you know what you're going to get in the next thing. If you try to act, even if I try, I'm a king of trying to fool myself. No, I'm really feeling good. You know, but because maybe I'll get an inspired vision, but if there's a conflict in there, it's better to clear that part out if you can and then come back to it. So, um, which is what I learned when I tried to go back at the end of the day to this colleague and say, hey, can we finish the conversation we had? And she said, I don't have time to talk right now. And I, so I oh, said, so you, in other words, you did this. Yeah. Go ahead, right here. Thankfully, I kind of had prep for it. Exactly. <laughs> so I just, I, I really did. I really did. And thankfully, so I, I had prepped just enough to say, okay, I thought you might want to continue your conversation. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And I left and I blessed the situation. Well, that so, was good. But you can call the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY, 800-669-7729. It's silent unity. It's really the heart of the unity movement. It's been there since the beginning and it's a powerful tool, yes. like you said. And you can they have an app, the letter U, the word pray. You can type in your prayers or push a button to call them. Uh, do you want to do the breaths after the... Kick off the second. Kick off the second. Yeah, we'll kick off the second with the three breaths. All right. Uh, Oh, man, we have so much great stuff here. So um, let's do one of this. I'm going to end this with this. Okay. Alan Cohen said, every day you must decide if you're a beggar or a chooser. This is kind of like slave or free. Yes. For you will act and create results according to the identity you assume. If you believe you must grovel, plead, or struggle to manifest your dreams, the road to success can seem overwhelming, even frightening, like we discussed. But if you realize that every decision before you is an invitation to remember who you are and what you want, the process of choosing becomes exciting and the courage to claim your dreams follows naturally and easily. Ah. To choose is to be empowered. And every time you say yes to one path and no to another, life rushes to support you in your decision. Often it does not matter so much what you choose, but that you do choose. All right. Coming up next, jovial Janet Prince from Unity of Kanaw, I think it's called. Kanaw Valley. Kanaw Valley joins us in releasing the pressure with today's reading, Let Go, Let God. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing. We are loving life here at Chobo Studios in downtown Van Nuys. We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, everybody, welcome back. The funniest thing with Dagwood and Charlie. Oh no, Daryl and Ed and Indy and whoever else is. And we got Janet Prince coming up. Actually, let's bring Janet Prince into the mix. How are you, Janet? I am fantastic. How are you today? Great. And what in the heavens is the name of your church that you come from? Unity of Kanawha Valley. Yeah, and it's not spelled 
like an uh, I don't want to say normal. <laughs> That's very <laughs> LA. It's not spelled typically. I mean, it is probably from the language it comes from. But how could, how do we spell kana? K a n a w h a. Great. And how the heck did you find Daryl's book? Because we uh, saw a talk. Daryl was very coy because he was like. She says the most amazing things. He didn't mention that his book was in it until I watched it. And then I go, oh, that's what. No, no, you did say amazing <laughs> things. And he was sincere about that. But you also read from his book. So how did you get uh, your hands on Daryl's book? Well, at one point, I was in Florida for like six months. And it just so happened that I was close to Delray Beach. So I went to Unity of Delray Beach where Nancy Norman was the minister. This was way back, it was in the early 2000s. Wow. So 20 years ago, okay? So I, when Nancy retired from the ministry and started her internet, she'll send you two emails a week. They're about three to five minutes long. Why well, subscribe to that? Right. And one week, her video, rather than being Nancy delivering her usual message, it was her guest starring on your show. Wow. <laughs> so introduced me to you guys, and I've been listening ever since and saw the book and thought, okay, ordered it, absolutely loved it, ordered six more copies for our prayer chaplain team. They all love it. Um, I just cannot say enough good about your book. And because it is so insightful and each chapter is only like three pages, but the truth of these unity principles are right there mm. and told in such an engaging way. I, I absolutely love Break Out of Your Box, Be Your Heroic Self. I wholeheartedly endorse that book. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. You actually kicked off amazing yes. ripple effect with unrelated to you per, like personally and unrelated to me like having anything to do with any of it right after you gave your talk yeah two two or three weeks later no about a month later one month later because it was the valentine's day talk so yours was on the 15th if you ever want to listen to janet prince's talk it's uh it's the january 15th unity of Kanawha Valley. Yeah, we'll put it on the Facebook yeah, page YouTube. if you're following there. And then on the 12th, um, Unity of Phoenix, a friend of ours who's been on the show, he's Minister... Richard Mirage. Richard Mirage. Great person, he great sent, tr truth student, yeah, teacher. On Tuesday the 14th, he sent me a text that said, I hope you don't mind, but I based my talk on your book yeah, like, it was would, amazing and i was like why would i mind and he went on to say well i'm not telling you now i, I didn't want to tell you ahead of time in case the talk wasn't that good <laughs> uh, so i thought i'd tell you now sounds like and us. i was like oh my goodness so he called his valentine's day talk what if godzilla just wanted a hug from my first book yeah and shared a story that i have in there about my relationship with my mom and then then just this past week. Yeah, this was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I go to Unity of Santa Barbara. Where Nancy Norman's daughter, Kathy, is the minister. Yes, and I'm there just, you know, I had a hunch to go. I've been going now pretty regularly, although I try to talk myself out of it because it's an hour and a half drive from L.A. Yeah. But I'm just grateful my body, my car is smarter than me and drives me there. <laughs> so I get there, I sit down, and... Um, Michael. Michael Avery. He's not a regular speaker there. He's just, uh, you know, he's a member, but he's also part of the AV team. He saved the day when we spoke there on Christmas because uh, Temple couldn't come and he he ran the whole he thing. He was the MC. He was just amazing that day. Yes. We really saw him in a, the amazing light that day. We're like, this guy is amazing. So that day. So this day, he gets up, he welcomes everyone, and as part of his welcome, he read the chapter from Break Out of Your Box about my grandmother, Jane, the one who said yes, and she goes on this after, you yeah. know, in the most seemingly negative, you know, her husband yeah, just died. Yeah. She's one an epileptic, she's a lifelong epileptic. 
she decides that's it. I am going to say yes to that. It was crazy. I mean, what happened to Jane? What happened to Jane? People were, you know, it's funny when when these good when people take these leaps of faith. A lot of people go, "What happened to her? Did she go nuts?" Right. No, she went sane. Right. <laughs> she went sane. So thank you, Janet. You really, uh, yeah. The book is called "Break Out of Your effect. Box." You can get it on Amazon. Wherever yes. else you buy books. Also, isn't that where Heal Your Life, the ripple effect of Heal Your Life yes. came from your talk too? Because now so many of our listeners are using and practicing the elements of heal your, you can heal your life, yes. right? And they're pulling it out of their closets like me, out, out of the dustbin. What it's, was the thing you wanted to read from that real quick? That's what I'm going to read, and then we'll do our breaths and yeah, get can, on you know, the Can show. you share while Daryl is um, reading this? The technique that you use with the daily word affirmations, how you use, or just the affirmations in general in the mirror. Let's hear that and then we can hear from that. Uh, I have a little compact mirror that I keep with the things I read in the morning, Mm -hmm. in my morning routine. And when I read the daily word, like uh, the one for today, I take time to nourish my mind, body, and soul. I dig out my little compact mirror and I look into my eyes and I repeat that. I take time to nourish my mind, body, and soul. Mm. And then after I repeat that a little bit, I take it to the uh, second person. You take time to nourish your mind, body, and soul. Mm. And then after I do that a little bit, I do the third person. Janet takes time to nourish her mind, body, and soul. Wow. And I can't remember where I heard that a lot depends on how you were talked to as a child Mm. as to whether your body and mind respond to first person, second person, or third person. Mm. But there's some sort of a scientific study that says, depending on how you were talked to as a child, it can be more effective to do it second and third person as well as the first person i know first person refers to our i am and to me that's the most important one but i don't want to miss any bases yeah and i do it with the second person and third person as well just to make sure it's getting down there where it needs to be you know that uh it's funny i think inspired by that and what Daryl's been reading from You Can Heal Your Life. I, I was driving. I had this little intuitive thought. And I did this with myself a couple times this week where I told, I just fabricated this. But I said, you know, my mom and dad always said, when this happens, you got to take care of yourself first. And no one ever said it to vote. I say it to myself yes. that way. Something inside me goes, wow. You know, like it feels <laughs> as if it really happened. So I would, uh, anyone out there. You can have your, the, any parents you want. Yes. You, you can just tell yourself the story of what your mom – because it's true. My true parents is God. You know, the mother-father elements of God is my true parents. And, and that God within me is always telling me self – me, me self. He's always telling me these principles. So when I said it, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, oh, I, like and I don't know. You know, like it's just the nature our, – our nature of our consciousness is just so wild beyond our – I mean, it is our imagination. It's so wild. So all these tools, whatever works for you out there. And thank you, Janet, for what you do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a compact mirror for my yes. morning routine. That's a great way to do it so that I can really start implementing what you said. Wow, this is a good show, folks. Well, yeah, what do you got on Louise well, Hay right there? From Louise Hay, right before we do our three breaths. Yeah. Um, this is also from the book we've been talking a lot about, You Can Heal Your Life. If you have the book, it's on page 70. And what I've been doing, the double whammy of this book, and let me tell you, you may think you're too smart for this book. For a couple, for many years, I did because I read this <laughs> when I was a newcomer, right, you know, sure, back sure. in 1986. And I was like, oh man, this is amazing. And then we start reading more and more and more. And then we think we're beyond the books we already read. Well, let me just tell you something. You're not beyond the books you already read. The good news is as we grow, these books have deeper meaning. That's right. So That's why we love these truth books. Yeah, and also I take whatever people say and I give it a tr- – like we said earlier, I'm open. Yeah. And Janet, the way you shared about this book on your talk – said, I got to pull that book out again instead of, yeah, I read that one. Right. <laughs> it's cute that she's talking about that book. Ah! Like that's that's the voice I got to go, nope. 
You know? Yeah, you gotta no, I give, get it. You got to well, give that voice the hand. Yeah, well, <laughs> that cynical voice can be really seductive sometimes. Like, oh, you know, because it's like the false illusion. I got all this in control and no. all this. But when it really comes down to needing to get things done, that is not voice is not my friend. I actually heard LL Cool J say this this week on a podcast. The Hot Ones YouTube show, he said, he tells his team, and he probably didn't make it up, but he said, your ego is not your amigo. Oh, yeah, that's an all, yeah, yeah. That's an oldie but goodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my ego is not he my amigo. Like, hu- humility is really the, the best thing we have going for us. So. so on page 70, and I read this last night, what I was going to say, my recipe for this is I read two pages a night of Louise Hay. And then I look at it again in the morning when I read the night before. Yeah. I also got the audio book, You Can Heal Your Life. Yeah, a lot of libraries have apps where you can get free audio books. Free audio book. Yeah. And I've been listening to that on my drive to Unity of Santa Barbara. So what I read last night goes perfectly what you said. What were you saying about how you felt like you were not receiving respect? Yeah. That's what you told. I never get respect. Yeah, yeah. I just have to, you know, push through it. Well, I didn't realize that this was one of my things. Yeah. Until I read it right, last right. night. And it says, um, okay, it's because you begin to say, I'm willing to re- release the need for uncomfortable relationships. Now, this yeah. is in the middle of a chapter about releasing things, okay? So you begin to say, I'm willing to release the need for uncomfortable relationships. Then you notice the reason you're so uncomfortable is that other people always seem to be criticizing you. Now, listen, other people may not always seem to be criticizing you. However, if you're even bracing yourself or avoiding, feel like you need to overcome, or you start to feel the pressure when you're going into a conversation or, or you're about to post something or text somebody something and you overthink it you may be already telling yourself yeah you're you're living it kind of you're living yes before. and, and it might be happening so fast that you're so used to that little odd awful feeling that you don't even realize it right that's yes. what you're saying yeah, being aware so it says being aware that we always create all of our experiences you now begin to say i am willing to release the need to be criticized now this yeah. thing is an unsubconscious thing of mine that became clear when I read this last night. You then think about criticism and you realize that as a child, you received a lot of criticism. Yeah. And I went, oh my God, that's wow. me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, the the most two healing words in the language of the universe, me too. Like, oh, that was me. Right. And then it says, the little kid inside of you only feels at home, this is the bad part, when it is being criticized. Your way of hiding from this had become creating a smoke screen. And it says, you know, it goes on to say, "Wow!" to start saying, I'm willing, this is what I've been saying, I'm willing to release the need to be criticized. Just saying it off, I'm willing to release the need to be criticized. It's not coming from out there. It's coming from a place where for so long being criticized was the only was the majority of the attention I got. I'm not going to say it was uh, all no, of it, you, but it's the one but that it was, stuck. It was, know, the, it was majo- the most loud, yeah. pronounced yes. one. So what do I equate it with? Uh, so being that, at home, but but it's not healthy because I'm always my shoulders go up and I'm bracing. That's I'm right. Because the we, pressure. We on. all want to feel at home, but through these tools and like this really ties into what I just said too. We need to recreate our sense of home yes. as where we are fully loved and supported. Because I do, I, man, you're unlocking the mysteries of the universe for me because I know when I go home on the weekend, and you, you talk about this, the need to get out of the house, the, the, the home that, and I've kind of been like reflecting on this for years, but I'm really seeing something deeper in it now, which is, yeah, my definition of home was where there was a lot of criticism, where I would hide my true feelings. Yeah. Where it was like, even in like with autistic, I've been studying autism lately. It's like they call it camouflaging, but we all do it where kids with autism are so perceptive that they realize they have. So they do their best to camouflage and fit in she like, talks like we about all that. do. Yeah. So, man, this because it's so empowering. And I, for, I think for some people in the past, it might have been scary to admit that the need to be critical. Like that seems yeah. so absurd. But that's what we're but doing. It, it, it's yes, what we're doing. That's yeah. the key to it all. Wow. wow. And wow. the camouflaging she mentioned is 
will change some of the camouflaging techniques I'll do is I'll change the subject. I'll start going, oh, I need to eat. You know, we come up with all these little things to camouflage. So, Janet. Yeah. What do you have to add to this? Well, when you first told me the subject today, um, the song by Karen Drucker, I don't know if you're familiar with her music, but it's amazing and uplifting and encouraging. She has a song called Sit With It. Mm. And it says, if you've got a problem, just sit with it. And that's what I do. Mm. Uh, I thought back to the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was afraid that we wouldn't be able to get groceries. We wouldn't be able to get right. toilet paper. Right. And I remember just sitting and asking myself, do I need to run out and get toilet paper? And what came to me was buy toilet paper when you would normally buy toilet yes. paper. Yes. Wow. And, and sure enough, when it got to the point where I would normally buy toilet paper, I went to the store. There was toilet yes. paper. Yeah. There wasn't as much as normal, but I could get right. what I needed. Yes. And so rather than sitting and worrying about things, just ask the question, sit with it, and see what comes. Then you can release all the worry because you've got your higher guidance now. Just follow that. You'll be fine. That's brilliant. I can't. That's always been true for me. Well, that is brilliant. You know what? You actually, that's actually what follows. What does it say? It says basically, you know, this usually takes a little while to work out to yeah, get yeah. in this healthy habit, like you're saying, to sit with it. Yeah, yeah. But then the solution, the intelligence within you is the same intelligence that created this entire planet. Trust your in, inner guidance to reveal you whatever it is you need to know. So when you sit with it, instead of think, instead of acting out of that panic or that need to be criticized or that, that yeah. need, whatever it is, the old one we're releasing. Isn't it ironic that this is during Lent we're having this show? Right. And I've been really focusing on releasing. Which is this all type about releasing these negativity, fasting from these negative old ideas yeah. and beliefs. So helpful for me. And when we sit, it's like, oh, we get the intuitive nudge on the ride to um, Unity of Santa Barbara because of. Yeah, we're going to blame you for everything now, Janet. Because of your talk and everything that inspired us to really start taking this stuff to heart from Louise Hay and these older books that we haven't read and we're dusting off. And Nancy Norman, Nancy Norman reinforced it by saying she was talking to Joseph Murphy. She had also known Joseph Murphy. Mm. And. He said, well, you know, do you say your affirmations out loud? And they said, well, yeah, I say them, you know, all out in my head. And he goes, wait, wait, who said that, Nancy? Joseph Murphy to Nancy. Nancy. Wow. And he said, no, no, no. He said, you need to say your affirmations aloud. And she didn't want to argue with him. And he went on. He said, because when you say them aloud, your subconscious mind perks up. And goes, ooh, this is important. Right. So on the ride to Unity of Santa Barbara this last week, right? because all this is on my mind, to be more compassionate to myself, I started to feel really compassionate to everything. And then I started affirming. I don't know where this affirmation came from, but it's the antithesis of needing to be criticized. It was almost embarrassing. My little scoundrel almost said, nah, you don't want to say that. And what the affirmation was, I am wonderful and I'm adorable. Because right before that, I got in touch with like the three-year-old me seeing that. Yeah. So I just kept saying it, you know. Wow, and, that's great. And listen, if you're listening to this and you don't know me, I'm actually a military veteran. So if you think you're a tough guy, you can do this. And the, actually, it's a lot tougher to be tender than what it is, is it? to be uh, tough. What I is said, it? I am wonderful and I'm adorable. And I started feeling so full. I kept saying it out loud as yeah. I'm driving. I'm, and everything got nicer. Everything got better. Well, and that's yes. and then I sit down, and that's when Michael Avery welcomes everybody, and then reads that story. Yeah, I was almost like crying. I like, bet. I, had, I started that's feeling incredible. choked up. Like, oh, this stuff really works. Yeah, man. How do you think I felt? This guy has been whining all week about he doesn't get this. Now everyone's reading his books. 
I'm sitting at home going, this guy, ah, <laughs> bizarro. Well, this is actually the, the oh yeah, go ahead, Janet, then I'll, I'll share my no, thought. When Daryl said he was adorable, it reminded me of something that I believe it was Louise Hay who suggested that I do this, and I have done it for years and years, carry a baby picture of yourself so that anytime you start to be too critical of yeah. yourself, you look at that little yeah. child. Would you say these things to that little baby? No. No, you would wrap your arms around them and love them and care for them. And so I keep that in my wallet oh, at all times so that I can remind myself that I'm still that little baby. Yeah. And I need to be spoken to kindly and yeah. lovingly and not critically. But Wow, yes. That's, so, uh, that's perfect. A- Remember, I found that first grade picture of myself. In first grade, I loved J.R. Ewing from Dallas, and I wanted to be like him. So I wore a, a suit and a cowboy hat and some like. And you had a briefcase. I didn't have cowboy boots, but I had loafers and a briefcase that I took to my first grade back to school night. And I have a picture of myself on that night. So I'm going to put that on like the front of my phone so I see it all the time and maybe yeah. print it out as well. But the sequel to the thing about when I when I had the affirmation about uh, when I found the affirmation about I attract people who respect me yes. yesterday, what I realized and I, I felt this when Daryl was talking is it's the people who respect me are already in my life. Yes, Andy, Daryl, my wife, my friend Jessica, all these people, and I said, why am I like you said before giving my it's not that the people aren't already there. I'm already attracting them. It's just who I've been putting my attention to. So I started reaching out to the people that, because when we respect each other, it's not something like, I love you for your respect. It's just naturally, ha- yeah. it's a natural flow. It's not, there's nothing contrived about it. It's just, it's just what I choose to value more, right? Like, why am I putting so much value chasing around people who aren't, quote, respecting me instead of, just bask, I like like basking yeah. in the glow of how many people already do love and respect me. And I wanted to share one affirm- affirmative thought I've been using when there's thoughts coming up that are feel like the kind that I've thought for so long, it's really hard to get a, you know, the, for them to budge or whatever they feel. So I, because I think it was last weekend I meditated. I think it was after Kathy Norman's talk at Unity of Santa Barbara. And this just came to me, like your affirmation. When I was meditating, I said, first of all, I inserted the thought, this is forgivable, because yeah. my mind wasn't thinking that. So I just, ins- but that led into not only, now I do this whole sequence, this is forgivable. Not only is it forgivable, but it's already forgiven. Ah. Not only is it forgiven, it does not even exist in the mind of God and never has. I go through that with these big quote things and I use it on the, my co with my coworker, my thoughts about that person, my thoughts about me, my thoughts about Daryl, my thoughts about whoever it is, the person in line. It's amazing. This, not only is this forgivable, it's already forgiven. Not only is it forgiven, it doesn't even exist in the mind of God and it never has. It just wakes me back up out of this dream or illusion that I'm living in and puts me back into the flow of life. Uh, we said we we're gonna breathe. You want to breathe or daily word first? Oh, let's do the breaths then the daily word. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and then maybe uh, when we do the daily word, you can take us through again. We'll do the um the affirmation style yeah. with you that you like to use. But for now, let's take. So um, it's a pleasure. Me, oh yeah, it's a pleasure. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So Daryl came up with these breaths based on this topic. So let's take a deep breath okay. to clear our mind. Ah. Uh, it's a pleasure to release the pressure. Ah. It's a pleasure to release the pressure. Ah. It's, it's a, a pleasure, pleasure to release the pressure. your affirmation let's let's do a couple rounds of your affirmation daryl i am wonderful and i am adorable okay so let's do i I am wonderful i am wonderful (laughs) and adorable Ah. one more i'm a wonderful wonderful. (laughs) 
adorable. Ah, come on, one more. I am wonderful. And adorable. Ah, wow, look at Indy's glowing in the control room. Look at this guy. Yes. All right, so let's get to the Daily Word with our guest, Janet Prince. And um, yes. This is for Sunday, February 26th, Let Go and Let God. I bravely release outworn behaviors and embrace my bright, brilliant future. Holding on to what no longer serves me because it is familiar and I've grown accustomed to it may stall my growth. I evolve much more quickly when I trust my guidance and release old patterns and behaviors. In my heart, I know that when I move away from a dysfunctional relationship and negative attitude or unhealthy way of living, I move towards something greater, peace, safety, harmony, freedom, and fulfillment. I let go of anxiety or fear and open myself to happiness and security. I breathe in freedom. My heart becomes buoyant and my steps lighter. I set my intention today to release anything I have been fearful of letting go so that I can confidently move forward, open to infinite good. Matthew 18, 18, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Ah, beautiful. That's amazing. You know, the... um. When, it, when I move away from a dysfunctional relationship, a negative attitude, or unhealthy way of living, I move towards something greater. That's the key. Like this thing that came up with me with this coworker really brought up a lot of old self-judgment. And the thing that convinced myself is that if I choose a new way of responding right now, I will get a new result. Because the fearful part of me is going, I'm screwed. There's nothing like, I'm here I am again. I'm moving backwards instead of forward. But when you're reading this, it helped me remember, No. It's worth choosing and being the pleasantly surprised by getting a new outcome. Because when you were talking earlier, I was like, what is my inner wisdom telling me to do? And it was just, you don't have to do anything. Ed. You didn't do anything wrong. Relax, remember who you are, and enjoy your weekend and just be amazed at what comes out of it. You mean like they say in the beginning of every AMC movie? What? Relax, sit back, and enjoy the show. Yes. <laughs> That's a good show title. That's really what God is always trying to tell us, I think. Yeah. Relax, sit back, and enjoy the show. And, and um, Janet, can we hear the uh, your method again? Just uh, I mean, You don't have to go through as many times as you normally would, but just kind of show us how you use this affirmation in your daily practice. Okay. I would look into my little compact into my own eyes. Yes. And I would say I bravely release outworn behaviors and embrace my bright, brilliant future. And I would repeat that a few times. Wow. Then I would say, looking in my own eyes again, you bravely release outworn behaviors and embrace your bright, brilliant future. Repeat that a few more times. And still looking in my own eyes, Janet bravely releases outworn behaviors and embraces her bright, brilliant future. Wow. So it is. That so is, it is such it's a so great healing. practice. I, it, this show amazes me every time, because and, and it's amazing. And it works every time I get what I need every week. That's why the selfish reasons for doing this show. And it's But once again, it's like how perfectly this is speaking to, because my intention today was just let go of this weight I've been carrying and um, drop the rock, as our friend Fred Wilecki said. Yeah. And uh, so that you're really helping me to do that. So thank you, Janet. Ah, uh, what would you like to do now, Ed? Well, it's about time to wrap up the show. You have anything else you want to share, Janet, before we wrap up the show? Just, I apologize for the barking dogs. I don't know if you hear them or not. 
<laughs> oh, we they are blessing them. the show. Yeah, they bless. Oh, we love well, our. I've got three little dogs here running around, and the door is open. They can get in and out, but one of them doesn't believe he can get in and out, so he barks. <laughs> I see. I see. So, anyway. And so well, I apologize. I do apologize for that, but it's such an honor to be here with you guys. I love your show. I listen every week and I'm loving Daryl's books and so glad we're sharing the planet together at this time. And uh, you truly are a blessing to everyone who gets to hear you. We Thank you so, so much. much I the feel same way. same way. But what is that dog's name who doesn't believe you can go in and out of the door? Uh, that's Bruno. He's a French bulldog, <laughs> and the door is open like this much, which is plenty wide enough yeah. for him to get in and out. But like I said, he doesn't believe it, so he's out there barking uh, right now. You know, I'm going to use that. I'm going to I'm going to tell myself. I'm going to have to encourage the Bruno in me. I love that. That thinks that I can't. The door is always wide open, but I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. If I'll know. Make it, yeah. I don't know. It looks a little tight. So I'm going to use Bruno. Yeah. Bruno is going to be my teacher for this I week. I love that. That is, thank you, Bruno. See, uh, there's gonna, a reason why Bruno was yapping at this I'll, time. I'm going to encourage my inner Bruno from now on. Yeah, so check out Unity of Kanawha Valley. Yes. How do we spell that again? K-A-N-A-W-H-A. W-H-A. We, we do abbreviate it to UKV, but, but you won't find UKV on YouTube, you'll find Unity of Kanawha Valley. Well, maybe one of these days we'll be out there and yeah. we'll get to attend one of your oh, services. Oh, we would love that. We would love to have you. We would love that as well. We do look forward to getting on the road eventually and yes. hopping across the country and getting into some Unity churches and speaking. So if anyone out there wants to invite us over, please do. Yes. Um, are you, thank you, Janet. We have a good story. Yeah, a story from your childhood. As is it usual. from her childhood? No, no, no. This is oh, not this is a grown-up story. This is actually fairly recently. Okay. I found it in the Kanawha Kana, Was it Kanawha Kanaw. Press? The Daily Kanawha Press. Just don't read the word. Just say it, and you'll Kanaw. be. Yeah, Kanaw. I looked at it. <laughs> my tongue is. I got to untie my tongue real quick. Okay, so Janet Prince recently brought a new friend to Unity of Kanawha Valley and was a bit embarrassed because the guest speaker, not very inspiring. In fact, her friend got up and left midway through the talk. As Janet was leaving at the end of the service, you know, right. the guest speaker approached her. I couldn't help but noticing that your friend walked out of my sermon this morning. Janet smiled and replied, Don't take it personally. He's been walking in his sleep for years. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, we're gonna sing this out. Yeah, who's coming in? Our friend from Slade. Slade. Okay, it's real simple. <laughs> That's at your door, right? Yeah, but how's it kick off? Come on, yeah. Okay, come on, feel the noise. Let God rock your boys. We'll get wild, wild, wild at your door. And speaking at your door, Unity of Kanawha Valley, we love you, Janet Prince. You can find everything about Daryl and Ed Studios. at your fingertips at DarylandEd.com. So thanks for being a member of yeah. Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Come on, feel the noise. Let God rock your boys. We'll get wild, wild, wild at your door. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.